This call is being recorded. All right, team, thank you for uh, jumping on the, the call this morning. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to take a minute uh, before I got into the topic of the day to discuss um, the story of the day, which is this uh, Kobe Bryant stra uh, tragedy. He's a guy that I have been studying for a long time as it relates to elite level performance. And I know that the story of uh, him passing yesterday has uh, had an impact on many of us, especially when we found out that his daughter and uh, seven others were also lost. So, um, you know, not all of us are full-time followers of the NBA, but we are all sons, daughters, husbands, wives, significant others, sisters, brothers, and we are friends. And, you know, um, this tragic passing uh, hit us hard. So mortality is a real thing. And when we are reminded of it, it can uh, take our breath away. Now, as you watch the coverage of this story this week, I ask that you look through it through the lens of you can be competitive and compassionate at the same time. They are not mutually exclusive. You can be successful and a giver and a friend all at the same time. Watch the reactions of those closest to him and how he made them feel. All of his accomplishments, this is what I have been so impressed by um, as I observe the Kobe Bryant story. Now, when interviews with Kobe are posted, you know, look for words and phrases that include wonderful father, process, teammate, family, hard work, strategy, drive, good friend, just to name a few. Now, as I pivot back to today's topic, to grow your business, know your numbers. There are, there are several numbers that Kobe made non-negotiable. And one of them is, you know, um, he was the first one in the gym in the morning, 5 a.m. He stayed after practice, practice. He had a goal for the number of shots made. You know, in an interview with Sports Illustrated, he talked about how he did not leave the gym until he hit 400 shots and he counted each one as he made them and hitting 400 shots was just part of the process of training his brain to execute during game time. Now you hear me talk a lot about um, the brain and what that means and, and studying people like Kobe Bryant, this is why I'm so, you know, focused on it. He prepared himself to be great. That's why he was great. There was, it was all about preparation and you'll hear many other mythical stories over the coming days about Kobe. But remember, you can be competitive and compassionate and that's what it means to be elite. So as I pivot to today's topic, what numbers do you use to guide your business? You're not out taking 400 shots, but there are numbers that you need to look at. Okay. When I was selling full-time, January at times until I pivoted my mindset, January was a letdown for me in many ways because I felt like I had to start all over again. I built all of my production around a, a annual goal, and January felt like I had to start all over again. I had to start at zero. That is until I changed my thinking and how I looked at production. I added a category that we call in the industry now the 12 month rolling. Um, I always looked at where I was compared on a 12 month basis to where I was this time last year. And this is what I do on the leaderboard for that exact reason, okay? I didn't give up my year to date tracking, but I added a column that tracked a rolling past 12 months, like I just mentioned, and it better allowed me to track my real progress by, by comparing where I was at the same point just one year earlier. Now, if you want to grow your real estate business, this is an example of a number you should know and that you should track. The key word in that sentence is business. I didn't say if you want to know your real estate hobby, this is an example of a number you should know. 
a real estate hobby essentially means that you have no plan. You don't track numbers. You hope to do well. And as I've told you in the past, hope is not an action plan. Now, if you're going to run a real estate business, and in, in addition to tracking your production numbers, which is really the scoreboard of choice for most people, there are five essential numbers I think you need to track, monitor, and improve to grow your business. Number one, database count. How many clients do you have in your top 100? How many people know you, like you, and trust you as their real estate broker? If you grow and strengthen that number, mathematically, your business will grow. Churn rate. What do I mean by churn rate? Churn rate is the percentage of business of new clients. The higher the percentage of your business that are new clients, that means that you are not spending enough time cultivating your relationships with your past clients. These are the agents that are transactional, that are out there on the treadmill every day trying to get new clients, churning through new, you know, churning through clients, right? So after five years in the business, your goal should be to have about 75% plus of your business being past clients and referrals, keeping that churn rate at 25% or lower. A, a really mature business will have 90 plus percent rate being past clients and referrals, okay? These are the clients that you want. They're the ones that you want to work with. But I think many of our colleagues in the business are off point here a little bit as they're focused solely on churning through new clients. Now, number three, touches per relationship per year. Do not throw everyone in the same category. It's a huge mistake if you do. You need to review each platinum client, which is your top 20%, about every 21 days. When I say review, I mean, have you talked to them recently? Have you touched them recently? And sometimes our platinum clients we're on the phone with consistently, and that 21-day mark is easy to hit. Your gold client, which is your next 30% down, should be reviewed and evaluated about every 30 days. And your silver, which is your bottom 50% of your top 100 should be about every 45 days. And then once a month, you should execute a mass email or direct marketing campaign to your entire database. Like I said, about every once, you know, every 30 days or once a month. Okay, that's number three. Number four is your value and profit per hour. What is your time worth to you? Know your value and outsource any task that can be done for under your value per hour. If you're newer to your business, your profit per hour is low. So you need to do the basics, the non-sexy stuff to grow that number. Get out there and help top producing agents that have been in the business for a while that need your time. Okay? But if you have a mature business, there are certain things that you should not be doing in order to protect your happiness and then protect your growth. Number five, your expense ratio. The newer you are to the business, the lower that number will be. Okay, that means the more you outsource and market yourself, the higher that number will grow. Now, here's the definition of an, an expense ratio. An expense ratio is the percentage of cost versus your income. In my opinion, that, ne that number should never go over 25 to 30%. And that is only if you have multiple assistants and a massive marketing budget. A new agent should spend less than 5%. If you focus on past clients, that's a much more cost-effective way to run your business. Now, those five numbers, if monitored and, impro and improved, will grow your business. There is a reason that I am so sold on teaching you how to build a relationship business uh, versus a transactional business. Now, on top of being so much more enjoyable financially and mathematically, it just makes more sense. Your past clients, according to the Direct Marketing Association, are 18 times more profitable to market to than going out and getting new business. Now, to grow your business, know your numbers. 
If you know your numbers, you can evaluate what is profitable. If you know what is profitable, then you know what to execute. Do more of that, right? So let me give you an advanced concept that I have started using with some of my agents that have more mature businesses. A mature business not, does not always mean high production. It could mean that an agent is laser focused on their vision and that's what makes them tick. That's what makes them happy. You've heard me say, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, right? So that requires making a decision. Sometimes you have to make the decision quick. So you need to have a, prede a predetermined hell yes filter or a BS filter. These agents have started making that predetermined decision based on the following. Geographic location being the first. If it's not in the agent's area of expertise, refer it out. Take 25%. Get that check in the mail for not doing much work other than assigning that deal. Price point. If it's not at a price point that is in your wheelhouse, refer it out. Client type. If it is not a past client or a referral from a past client, it can be referred out. I have some agents that are looking at two degrees of separation as their filter. Transaction type. If it is not the type of transaction which the agent is an expert, refer it out. Residential agents, you are not a commercial agent. If you don't do distressed properties regularly, refer it out, i.e. foreclosures and short sales. If you know when to say yes and, and only say yes to your areas of expertise, you will be able to grow your business and live a happier existence. Now this filter tightens the more mature your business comes, becomes, excuse me. When you are newer to the business, that filter is much more flexible and you need to work in more areas to get that experience. So like I said, to grow your business, you have to know your numbers. Okay, you have to know your numbers. So like I said, um, the math will help you make much better decisions. When you can increase the percentage of good decisions, the happier and more productive you will be. My goal for you, which has always been consistent from day one, is to live a happy, productive life. Happy agents sell more real estate. Now, I can teach you all these proven mathematical concepts, but you need to go out and implement them. And in the end, it really is just math. Okay? Have a wonderful day. Thank you.
Well, I've been sitting here all day. I've been sitting in this waiting room. And I've been waiting on my friends. Yes, I'm waiting on this conference call all alone. And I'm on hold. Well, yes, I'm on hold. I hope it's not all day. Well, I wonder where they are. Yes, I wonder where my friends have gone. Where they go? Tell me where could they be while I'm waiting on this conference call? I don't know. Well, I'm holding on my phone. Yes, I'm holding on the line. Hey. Well, I don't know where they are. I I don't know why I'm still alone. Mm -hmm. I'm on hold. Oh yes, I'm on hold. I hope it's not all day. Hey. Well, let me tell y'all a story about a man who was on hold all day. Yes, he was. Now. Maybe he had the time wrong, and maybe he didn't. There's just no way for me to say. And yes, I have seen some long hold times in my day. Yes, I have, and this was one of the worst. Now this young man did not hang up the telephone, and you guess what happened? Ah, <laughs> yeah, that call began. That call started. So stay on hold. You gotta stay on hold. Ooh, don't go 